hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I am your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs before. And as always, I am your lovely co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. Mira, it's a wild time to be alive. Sure is. The year 2007. It's 2018. Can you believe that? Uh, no, I can't, because that, that means that kids born in the 2000s are now going to start being adults. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with that. It's kind of upsetting, yeah. Like, I feel like at most it's 2005. Well, based on the rehearsals that we've been <laughs> seeing, uh, it seems like it is the mid-2000s again. I'm not sure that I want that, though. Do we not long for a bygone era? Sure, it sucks now. So bad. Not Eurovision, but like the, the world. world. What's wrong with the world today? What's wrong with the world today? Well, it's getting better. Um, the bee killing stuff was banned by the European Union. It was, yeah. Which is just the best news. Well, the second best news that we have gotten. Well, the third best news. I think the end of the Korean War is up there. But the absolute best news that we have gotten this past week. Mm -hmm. Man, this has been a good week. It has been. Absolute best number one news. You say absolute, I say ABBA salute. I'll salute ABBA. Welcome back, moms and dads, my four parents, ABBA. They've uh, they've announced that they will be recording (laughs) new music that they've... (laughs) Uh, they've written new songs, and they will be coming out at the end of the year, presumably. I'm so happy. Which is such good news. I'm so happy. Unfortunately, we have already talked about Sweden, so that segue is out of the question. But I just, like, now I want Sweden to win. So that ABBA can... So that ABBA can perform a Eurovision... Here's the thing, because I tweeted about this. I was like, couldn't they have done this two years ago when the contest was in Sweden and everyone was speculating that ABBA would do a little interval act, uh, which they didn't and they should have. Um, but yeah, at this point, I'm like, well, if Sweden wins again, they should get ABBA to, to do a little act, right? I'm going to do you one better. Okay. I think ABBA should participate in Eurovision. Oh my god. 2019. ABBA on stage. Actually doing a new song for Eurovision. Winning Eurovision. Going to Sweden. I mean, they're in Sweden, but we're going to Sweden to see ABBA after they win Eurovision Mm. 2019. I... can't believe it. I can't believe we're getting new ABBA. It's it's truly a wonderful time to be alive. It's like David Byrne came out with a new solo album this year. Dirty Computer is out. Like I I was sated. I was happy. There's a new Kali Uchi's album. I'm just there's too much good music and I don't think I deserve this. I don't feel like I've earned all of this good shit that's happening. New ABBA I'm just so happy. And I want to keep this going. I want to feel this good forever. So, Jeroen, 
The onus is now on you. Well, Mira, can you make love like a Scandinavian? I can't, because I'm not a Scandinavian. But, God, I wish I could make love like a Scandinavian. All night long, like Like a Scandinavian. Scandinavian. So, as the listeners might be able to gather from uh, this little... This little interlude of jokiness. Uh, you're familiar with Ida Maria and her song Scandy Love. It was so good. It made me so happy. I really wanted it to win the pre-selections and go to Eurovision for Norway and win. And then next year we could go to Norway and watch ABBA win Eurovision. Mm-hmm. No, but then I, I opened up my news app. There it was. That fucking guy is uh, heading back to Eurovision. Now, here's the thing. You started watching the Norwegian Melody Grand Prix with me. Um, You watched eight songs and then you went to take a shower. Something like that. Something like that. I plugged in my headphones for the last two songs, which turned out to be the top two songs of the night. As in, the super final was between those two songs. The only two you didn't <laughs> okay. hear. Okay. So there were there were actually four returning artists in the Melody Grand Prix. There was Alexander Wallman, who participated with Joust last year. Fuck. There was um, Stella Mwangi, who participated in 2011 with Haba Hab. Okay. Um, there was, uh, Rebecca with Who We Are, a song written by Kietel Merland from A Monster Like Me fame. Wait, Who We Are? Not the San Marino <laughs> one. We almost had two songs called Who We Are. Oh my god! Warrior All Over. And then, of course, there was that violin guy, Al... What's his name? That fucking guy. No, I... Sorry, I... What... Do you remember what he's called? Um, I have, I, I have, it's Alexander Riebeck. Did I get it right? You got it. I got it? You've never said his name. I've never said his name. I always just call him that fucking guy. He is, he's that fucking guy. Um, we know him, of course, as the winner of Eurovision 2009. In 2009, Alexander Riebeck destroyed the competition, got a monstrous score, a monstrous lead onto second place as well, and uh, won with the highest amount of points for a winner ever up until that point. Yeah, I don't didn't get it at the time. Well Fairy Tale was was very popular and it still is is a a popular winner. Sure, yeah. I, I'm just saying that that was a time that I wasn't super into Eurovision. Right. And I did watch it. I must have watched it. No, I did watch it. And I just remember thinking, oh, that fucking guy? I've, I've always thought it a little bizarre that he won with such a landslide victory. I will admit that that's like that didn't that didn't always make a lot of sense to me. But you know, in hindsight, that's part of the Eurovision history now. Uh, it's it's only been nine years since that victory. I say only nine years is a lot of. Time. That is wild to me. That is fucking wild. Um, and even though he had the the highest uh, score of all time, a little funny thing happened uh, two years ago where they changed the way that points are attributed, and so now it's possible to get twice as many points because you get points from the televote and the jury. And so 
it's not difficult to imagine Alexander Reback going, hey, hold on, I want my record back. Okay. Is is he gonna get his record back? Is the, is, the, is he bringing a good song at well, least? He's, he's going to Eurovision, so he's he's going for it a second time. The only Eurovision act to return to Eurovision and do as well as the first time is Johnny Logan, of course, of who course. won twice. No one else has done that. There have been acts that came second and then returned to win, yes, but a winner winning again. That's only happened once. Winners returning and, and doing poorly, that's happened before. Donna International returned with a song and didn't make it out of the semifinals. Neve Cavanaugh returned with a song but ended up 22nd in her, sem- in, in, in her final. So it's not, it's not, you know, you're not guaranteed a good result the second time, but someone who delivered such a monstrous score as Alexander Reback might. Scandi Love was so good. It was such a good song. It's been in my head ever since I heard it. It's so fun. I'm, I'm Why aware. are they sending this guy? Well, well because, I mean, because, because he won. Of because course. he's Alexander Reback and he's a very charismatic performer. Um, the song that he will be bringing to Eurovision is called That's How You Write a Song. Mira just... Mira! Sorry, I got very angry for a second there and then I left. But I'm back. I went to smoke a cigarette. You don't smoke. Exactly, that's how fucking angry I am. You smoke a cigarette in 10 seconds? Shh! Got it, it's suspend the disbelief. Oh, okay. So if there's anyone who can give us a lesson in how to write a song, it's gotta be Alexander Reback, who, again, won with the biggest victory ever. They already t- taught us how to write a Eurovision song. It was called Love, Love, Peace, Peace. Yeah. And it's the best Eurovision song of all time. It's true. Some very good advice in Love, Love, Peace, Peace, though. Bring a violin. Get get Alexander Reback. get Alexander Reback back. Fine! So, would you like to hear Alexander Reback's songwriting advice? Yes, but I'm not gonna like it. In that case, uh, let's listen to Norway's entry for Eurovision 2018. Let's listen to Alexander Reback, and that's how you write a song. Who knows? Just get it down and nothing can wrong. Go find your rhythm. That's how you write a song. I want to stop listening to this. What's that? Could have had Scandi Love. We we could have had Scandi Love instead of this fucking Zalando commercial. Sounding good, sugar. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. I'm gonna leave again. <laughs> I can't. You don't like it? No. 
Oh my god, what is this abomination? It is Alexander Rebacks, that's how you write a song. It's not. That's not how you write a song. How do you feel about the songwriting advice of Eurovision 2009 winner Alexander Reback? Well, I mean, I just bought um, How Music Works on Audible. Okay. It's the David Byrne explaining uh-huh. how music works. I can just delete that off my phone right now because I know exactly how music works. Alexander Reback taught me good. Step one. Get it, get it down. Well, sure. well, no. He says step one and then a different thing. Well, in the in the first verse, he does say, yeah, you got to start with getting your idea down on paper. It, you know, get it down, write it down, or it might disappear. It might get good. Enjoy the small little ideas. It, with time, they may get big. But the chorus says step, step one, one is believe, believe in it, it and sing it all day long, which are already two things. And step two is just roll with it. That's, That's how, how you, you write, write a, a song. song. I mean, hey, if anyone knows how to write a song, it's Alexander Rybak. Seems like it. Step three, do a scat break and have a group of white people surround you also scatting along with you. Scooby-doo-bop-bop. I'm going to jump out of the window. Now, this is just a goofy little song about believing in your own ideas and just just rolling with them right we someone we, should have stopped him we all get that this isn't this isn't a, a comprehensive manual on how to write a song right i'm just so disappointed this is no i'm i'm like genuinely sad that we could have had scandy love instead of this and this is what they're sending. I mean, we'll always have Scandi love. It is... Yeah, but we, they could have sent Scandi love and won Eurovision with it. Yeah, see, sometimes we get caught up on the on this story of, like, the song that didn't make it. This is Ace Wilder all over again. It's... No, this is worse, because this song is worse. This is the most embarrassed I've been since United Kingdom 2 Electric Boogaloo. I forgot what the song's called. <laughs> Electro Velvet and Ele- Still in Love with You. Yeah, this is the most embarrassed I've felt since Still in Love with You. No, my first impulse was also sounding good, Sugar. So I'm glad that's what you said right away because it was my first thought. Obviously, lineup of 10 songs, you know, you're just listening like, oh yeah, okay, 10 songs here in the Norwegian selection. Um, I thought the Norwegian selection in general was actually really good. Yeah. It was a really good uh good show as well. You know, you watched some of it. It mm-hmm. was it was fun. But in that lineup, this one seemed yeah, like embarrassing, childish, um just like, oh, oh yikes. And this is a Eurovision winner. God. Oh yikes, you're a grown man. We're just like, oh let's not okay, well let's hope they don't send this. Um <laughs> and then they did. Did the people vote for this? Yes. Because he's huge. He won Eurovision. He's a star. He's had a big career in Norway. He's had a bigger career, like, across multiple European countries. I know. It's just... Natively from Belarus. He's... Is he? He was born in Belarus, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like I said, it's like a fucking... 
not even a Zalando commercial, but it's the only like translation I could find for like the YBC or like Dorf's. So like uh yeah basic white a very basic white uh clothing brand or, shoe, of, or brand. shoe brand yeah and their ads are just overexposed white people dancing to embarrassing music um like like sure if you're looking at this from you know that perspective of it's embarrassing then yes it's embarrassing but what if we try and and flip flip a switch somewhere and look at it from from like an uh an uncontrolled level of joy and excitement right where it's like i'm just gonna write a song whether it's good or not does not matter right like that's the advice it does if you're gonna send it to your right but the advice of the song is there's no you know the the rules i'm not going to give you the rules i'm not going to tell you what chords are i'm not going to give you actual practical songwriting advice um i'm just going to tell you to if you have if you want to write a song you just think of it you sing it and then you, you 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 just write a song that's all you need to do that's the advice We've, you know, people have joked, like, this isn't songwriting advice, but it's more a motivational message than anything. And the fact that the song is so simple and just has, like, that little violin riff, like, it all works in the way that that's what it's trying to do. Like, it's not failing, it's what it's trying to do. Yeah, no, but it's just in the wrong place for it. This isn't a Eurovision song, this is a fucking Sesame Street song. Thank you. That's also been said, yes. This is Studio 100. Like, I'm sorry, I can only think of, like, Flemish examples from my childhood. Well, Sesame Street's a pretty good one, though. Because that's the reference I've been seeing the most online as well, is that this is... Yeah, this is Alexander Reback teaching Elmo how to write a song. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if there had been Muppets in the music video. Yeah. Can we edit this video where the child at the start of the video, that that's just Elmo's voice? I can't do Elmo. I can't do, yeah. I can't, I can't do, do a good Elmo. can only do Kermit. Oh, you're so good at Kermit. Um, it's, it's interesting, because um, Alexander Rebak was a big fan of Salvador Sobral last year. Um, he like, was like I've mentioned before. He oh yeah, has written a translation of his song. That's the one that Zenik performed. Um, so it almost feels as if like he heard real music uh, and thought, "Oh yeah, I can do that. I'll go back to Eurovision." And that makes it all the weirder that this is what he's coming with. Um, but like I said, it's it's perhaps more of a defense of like. Music doesn't have to be good, good or, or deep or smart or you know it's it's like anti anti gatekeeping of music, right? And I do agree with that. Even though he's like a really talented violin player and everything, yeah, he's not like music is is supposed to be this or music is supposed to be that. He's kind of like whatever you want to write, it's good. It's a song. Which is actually, I think, does fit for a Eurovision message. It does, but then it's just the most basic 
No, like, th- then the actual song follows too much basic form mm-hmm. to actually... Like, there is no intertextual message there. Okay. He's not actually having fun with the song. I think he is. I mean, he's having fun. He's having fun. He He's not, like, but doing yes, anything... You're right. The biggest problem is, is how simple the song is. And there's there's obviously... Uh, um, a joyous celebration of simple songs as well in the way that he delivers it, but it's it's bothering most people because it is simple that way. Like I, yeah, what you're saying, I agree with what you're saying. That's like a a fun and good message to give to kids on Sesame Street. And I'm not saying that there is much of a difference between the average Sesame Street audience and the average Eurovision audience because I am the average Sesame Street audience. I love those Muppets. Mm-hmm. And this I would love be, This the... would be really cute this as would a be Sesame great. Street act. You know what else? It would be really cute as an interval act at Eurovision or yeah. interval act at Melody Grand Prix. Like I saw it at the, the National Selection and I thought, and I believe I tweeted it, I'm not quite sure, I would love this if it were just an interval act. The fact that it's a competing song feels wrong because it feels so much like Alexander's stage performance. His, his charisma is, is propelling it way more than the actual song is. Yeah, and I would also, I would also actually really love this if it was him and Almo. If it was him and Elmo, and then all the Muppets get on and dance with him. Is there video of Alexander Reback with Muppets? I feel like there should be, right? No, you just say, you just say Alexander Reback and Elmo, and suddenly, like, I see an image that I feel like I've literally seen. Hold on. Google, Google, Google. I gotta Google this. Is there Alexander Reback and Muppets? Janelle Monet did something with Muppets. She did a song called The Power of Yet. And it's really good. Cause it's like, oh I can't I can't do this. And she goes, Yet She tells the Muppets that just because you can't do something now doesn't mean you can't do it if you practice and have fun. I'm not finding any Elmo. I'm not finding any Muppets. That's very sad. Look into your heart. Elmo has always been there. Huh. It feels like the perfect visual, though. Like him with a violin and then, like, much smaller, but in the same screen there's Elmo talking to each other. Seems perfect. You're right. I love it now. I love this song now because in my head Elmo is dancing to it. Yay! Oh my god! It's so cute! Muppets fix everything. Would you like to watch the national final performance? Oh, uh, does that mean I ha- can we watch a national final performance but without sound and you just play Scandi Love? So, <laughs> hold on. I'll watch the video, but I don't want to hear the song again. I feel like it it adds a different dimension though, and it like it was baffling when this came out uh, in that list of the ten songs to think like, is this gonna win it? That would be ridiculous. And then you see nine acts on the night 
that are all great. And the last one to perform is Alexander Reback. And he does that performance. And you're like, God damn it. So this guy's winning then. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, so let's have a quick gander at the national final performance of That's How You Write a Song. Because he kind of looks like a Muppet. If you got a minute, he looks like Elmo. Does he look like Elmo? It made what? Does he look Maybe like Elmo? Oh, you know you got a talent, whatever. God damn it, he's so charismatic. So work your magic. That's how you write a song. God, that applause. You need to hear the applause to really get it, I feel. Like. Everyone in that fucking stadium goes nuts for Reebok. Yeah, because, you know, he's, he's Alexander, Alexander Reebok. Reebok. There's that. Um, uh, one more thing I'd like to say. Yes, Kermit? Is what he says at one point in the lyrics is, um, so work your magic. And that fucking infuriates <laughs> me because there's only one person from Belarus who can say work your magic. And that's Dima Khaldun. <laughs> So, you don't know. No, you can't do that. No. This is a fucking good performance, though. Yeah. Like, he's so goddamn charismatic. Like, I get why he won. I don't agree with it. Mm, mm. This, yeah, this would be like a good interval act. Exactly. You see this and you're like, oh, this would be a great, like, fun interval act. With Elmo. And people at home would say, why can't we vote for the interval act? Except they wouldn't. They'd be like, oh yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. But once it becomes a competitive entry, there's, yeah, it's just kind of like, ah. This is a bit childish. It's childish. And it, weirdly, it's also like, it doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel fair to the other acts. Because it's not, not, not in that like, oh, it's not in the same league. It's so much better. Not like that. Because it's not so much better. But it's a different kind of, of being super charismatic and like a different kind of song that feels in a different spirit than the competition. And I it feel almost like feels it's... as if he wasn't really participating to to win it. Yeah. But the fact that he won there now makes it seem as if in Eurovision, maybe he's also just not in it to win it, but it might as well just happen. No. No. That's the worry that I have. I don't want that. We've had such a good streak of good winners. I'd be mad if this won, which means that it's probably going to win. <laughs> I mean, the performance is going to be... The performance is going to be gonna fucking be great. great. Um, yeah. He's opening the second semifinal. God damn it. Um, you know, which means energetic, uh, high energy performance, very charismatic. Good start to that second semifinal. Um, it will be the 1500th song to perform at Eurovision. <gasps> what? Really? Yeah. Wow. So that's that's actually I I actually think that is super cool. Yeah, so there's you know, there's some fun story elements there that would amplify the story if it won. That's yeah, this thing. has also been like in the news like Yeah. Be- I feel because like... because out of out of all the winners that return, I feel like he is a recognizable face. I don't think necessarily people need to like call him out it's recent enough 
he was a big winner. Like, if, if people see him on stage and the commentators say, oh, it's Alexander Rebeck. I know who that is! Yeah, people will know who that is. It's like if Loreen came back, people would know who that is, even though she doesn't really look the way that she did back then anymore. Um, you know, yeah, if Lordy came back, oh my god, please. They'd be, yeah, please. they'd be recognizable. Um, he's he's a recognizable winner. Sure. Um, so he's got that going for him, and he had that going for him in Norway. But I think it it, it is it is just as strong of a factor in Europe. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'm I'm I've accepted it. I've went through the five uh, stages of grief. You might have. <laughs> Can for you edit this, please. See if I do. I've reached acceptance. I can't change anything about this. It's fine. This is um, what I was talking about when uh, at Eurovision in concert, someone said, I think we saw the winner of Eurovision on stage. And I said, God I'm afraid I'm not sure that we did because he wasn't there. Uh, he hasn't been at any of the pre-parties. And I'm just like, I don't think that it's necessarily certain that we've seen the winner yet because it might still be Alexander Reback. I'm worried... Uh, I don't necessarily want that, um, but I feel like it's got the potential to surprise. I mean, not surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise is the problem. I hate that the song is still in my head now. Oh, yeah, it's catchy because it's repetitive as fuck. I hate that it's catchy. Can, you, can we wrap up the episode and then play Scandi Love? <laughs> sure. My, my, my one true love. She's also just so attractive to me. That's going to do it for us for this episode. Join us next time and we'll be talking about another song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. You can follow us on Twitter, at Eurodivision, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, you can listen on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, or any of your preferred podcasting applications and platforms. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to leave us a review and give the podcast a rating. That'll help the right people find the show tell your friends about it that's gonna do it join us next time when we'll be talking about another song goodbye good night europe